Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. Showing us his full game. Good morning, everyone. Jurassic Views, Zyaquina, Bryce Diamond. A hell of a performance by our all-star. I repeat, our all-star, Fred Van Vliet. Zyaquina, after a win against the Utah As, because Fred stole their J. How are you feeling, my friend? I'm feeling invigorated. Um, and that has a lot to do with just the fact that I gave myself permission to watch the game and to channel Fred Van Vliet um, in what was a display of um, sports heroics at its very best. Um, and it brought me back to last year, early February, when he scored 54 against right. the Orlando Magic. And then, you know, what, 11 months later, he displays this performance. And I had to, again, check myself. And you know this because in our private conversations, I had projected that the, 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 the Lon Wright would have a longer, more successful career than Fred VanVleet years ago wow. when they started. Right. And Those are some back. demons that I'm glad you've exercised. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had to bring back, I had to, you know, there's a religious term uh, um, that is used quite often, I think, in Western Christianity, maybe even Hinduism. It's called repent, right? It's yeah. like, it's Greek, I think Greek for changing your mind, but in a very sorrowful way, right? And mm -hmm. that's what I had to do with. Because I, I, I was like, this guy um, is shattering, not throwing out, but sh literally shattering Bryce. Any expectations that we had for him, right? We're not just talking about him getting a max contract anymore. We're talking about him being an all-star this season um, on, on Twitter, not Raptor Twitter, but amongst uh, a, a selected group of sports journalists in the NBA talking about him potentially getting and grabbing, nailing that all NBA third spot of a guard, third team, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If the Raptors continue uh, on this winning streak and solidify themselves in the Eastern Conference top, let's say, five, right. um, six, five. Because now we're saying this guy is one of the um, top top 30 right in the league um and this kudos to him i know we want to often praise the raptors internal player development system but at the end of the day bryce it, it takes a level of uh, basketball acumen it takes a level of discipline it takes a matter of it takes it's a matter of work ethic and uh to put all of this together and kudos to fred 
because um, it's not just for him, right? It's also as his role as a leader. It's also for him to set the example for the rest of the guys to say that nothing is ever given to you, regardless of where you are ranked, what school you've come from, what journey you've taken to get to this place. You got to put in the work. And sometimes circumstances don't work in your favor. Nevertheless, you still have to navigate all of those variables. If you really want to achieve, if this word is thrown around too often, but greatness, right? Because that's what we're talking about here, right? That's why we're enjoying this sport and enjoying his performance last night, because it was a display of unadulterated. And man, Gosh, I'm inspired this Saturday morning, man. Yeah. Uh, 17 straight points last night, 24 points in the third, the second highest in franchise history. Uh, 17 straight points. I don't know how many guys in their NBA careers can say that they've done this. Um what he put on in that critical, you know, third quarter, I think it took place in under five minutes, mm-hmm. 17 yeah. straight points in under five minutes. I mean, this is right up there with uh, Isaiah Thomas's 16 points in, in under three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sure. Did Isaiah do it in, uh, you know, in, in more intense, in, in more critical, uh, in, in a more critical game. Sure. Uh, you know, ha- have guys like Clay Thompson scored uh, 37 and a quarter. Are, are there guys who have achieved in bigger moments, bigger stats? Sure. But how many guys in their NBA careers, and I'm including Hall of Famers, how many guys have scored? 17 points in under five minutes have scored 24 points in a quarter in an NBA game. I, I would love to know that stat. Uh, that, mm. that is, is most impressive, my friend. Um, you know, some would watch Fred Van Bleet take certain shots in the last several years. And, Often, um, you know, some shots from the logo. If you didn't know Fred VanVleet and you're watching him for the first time, you would say, this guy has the gall to, to do this. Right. right? Um, yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I think he's quoted in saying, I've heard Will Lou say this several times, you know, when he's on the court, he feels like everyone needs the same size. So, there's, right. you know, so he carries himself in a particular way on the court. Um, without particular types of limitations, while he acknowledges his uh, his obvious, you know, um, physical um, measurements and um, his <clears throat> reasonable uh, uh, athletic ability, right? Um, he's not jumping over guys. He's not. He doesn't have that warp cat speed that Damon Stoudemire had. Um, but, uh, he knows his abilities. And and I was going to say this, Bryce, because he does carry himself with someone who, um, was pro who who was sprinkled, sprinkled with the anointing of this particular player, um, because he grew up in Rockford, just outside of Chicago, 
There's yeah. no way he can escape it. But the, 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 the aura of Michael Jordan resonates, right? right? With a, carries a particular type of confidence. It, it's not um, a braggadocio type of confidence, right? But it's this self-certainty um, in one's ability. And when, when the stars align, how they dominate is made, complete, is, is made obvious, right? And so yeah. what I saw yesterday was, you know, he wasn't, I didn't hear, at least I didn't, he didn't come across, there was no talking trash. He didn't have to be motivated by some sort of bickering with Whitehead or, or Whiteside, sorry. Um, he didn't have to, other than the fact that we were losing against a depleted Utah Jazz, he realized, okay, let's turn it on, right? right. And it's, and it's not enough just for us to count on our on our uh, on our starters. I gotta I gotta up the tempo here. Um, right. The team ended up scoring forty five points in, in in that third quarter. Utah Jazz, kudos to who they had on the court, never recovered. Um, right. Uh, Quinn Snyder. Uh, I think Quinn Snyder went on. Was literally a six man on the court. Like tr- he was trying to even trap. Fred VanVleet, like he was trying to do everything, um, yeah. couldn't, couldn't do it. And so um, Fred literally carried himself with the ilk of, you know, that MJ swag to be like, oh, I'm the best player on the court. Right. Um, and, um, and I know that you guys, you know, I, I, I know I, you know, we won a championship. I know that you guys are trying hard. And you guys want to come into Toronto and, you know, and prove yourselves and so on and so forth. But this is how it's done. Right. And um, wow. Well, you know, I'm sorry for the listeners. This is not game analysis, but this is kind of like going fanboy on for Fred right now, because, um, you know, 14 hours later, I'm still in awe of that performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last night, a welcome to Toronto uh, game for the Raps. Uh, the court was a little different. They had their city jerseys on. Uh, OVO inspired, influenced uh, apparel. Uh, Fred Van Vliet did something with, with his apparel. Uh, he wore three different types of shoes last night. Uh, three times a charm is what he said to uh, the reporter when asked the question, how many shoes did you try on? He had three different pairs of shoes. Uh, As you talked about Michael Jordan, uh, of course we know Fred Van Vliet wears the number 23. Uh, Last night when it's OVO night, when it's welcome to Toronto night, they got the city jerseys on. He wears the golden black, similar to his college colors of Mm. Wichita State. The Shockers and the Shockers shocked the world by getting to the final four. Here's a team that came out of nowhere with Fred Van Vliet leading that team. They almost won against the eventual winners, Louisville. uh, And and they lost in that semifinal game in that final four game. But Fred Van Vliet took this team from nowhere, Kansas to the final four. And we wonder we question how this guy is doing this in the league. The question is, why don't people take risks on smart players, on guys who see the game, who have a high IQ, 
when they're in college? Why don't they take that risk? Before Steph Curry, the NBA didn't really take risks on guys like Fred Van Vliet, but he was playing like he was in Wichita, uh, in Wichita State last night. Uh, incredible uh, what he's able to produce. But as you said, this guy is looking for all the ways he can raise his ceiling. He's looking for all the ways that he can gain an advantage. We've seen it in his footwork when he's mm. doing layups. We've seen it in his calculations when he's coming uh into the mid-range jump shot off the pick and roll, which mm -hmm. he's improved on this season. Mm -hmm. We've seen it now in extending his range. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and he gives mad respect to Steph Curry. He said if Steph Curry wasn't in the league, he wouldn't be there uh, being able to do what he does. But Fred is, is busting people's imaginations of what a 5'10", 5'11 guy can do in this league. And some of the plays last night, I, I had to re-watch, like, not the game. I had to re-watch highlights because I couldn't believe in watching the highlights. During the live game, I was like, what just happened? When I saw the highlights, I could slow it down and say, how did he do that? How did he think? There was a steal that he had in the third quarter where he just kind of shung -shi sideswiped mm. this ball out mm -hmm. of uh, the Utah Jazz players' hands. He was in the zone. He, he was like doing multiverse-type things last night, uh, a la Marvel. It, it was incredible, the display of, of intuition, anticipation. Uh, my friend, Fred Van Vliet is doing things on both ends of the court that guys dream about doing in church league. Um, and, 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 and thanks for clarifying and, and clarifying it and reiterating it. He did it on both ends. We yep. know that he hangs his hat on the defensive end. Um, but you know, playing at this level of the NBA, regardless of your competition, to perform at a high level on both ends for any type of stretch. That stretch was like five, you know, just under four, five minutes is exhausting. Um, I think there was a meme, it's going to become a meme, but there was a caption of Chris Boucher when he was subbed out, <laughs> where yep. he almost like, you know, looked like he was fainting on the Toronto Raptors bench. And, um, I, you know, he, and he gave it, he gave it his all um, to really um, uh, up that tempo uh, in the third and kudos to him. But that's essentially what it seemed like what Fred Van Vliet's posture should have been. And, I, you know, cameras were on him, but that wasn't the case. So the level of um, conditioning, right, that he maintained is incredible. Um, because yeah. his, not just defensive acumen, but the hustle, he had a block on a guy who was giving us the business last night, Pas uh, Pascal, um, yeah. former Villanova Wildcat. Um, I think he finished with 29 points. He, get, he had a block on, on Pascal yeah. coming into the paint. Two games in a row now, he's yeah. blocked a big for the other team. Exactly. 
and and then still having to handle point guard duties, run the break. Um, he finished with a triple double, so that that means he wasn't just hunting for shots. Um, he was, you know, banging in, inside, grabbing boards, as well as looking out for his teammates. Again, this is why it's so important to have a, a, a Fred Van Vliet type of player on your team. Um, is he he raises the bar for your team when it matters, right? So we'll yep. look back to this game and guys will, will be like, well, if I'm struggling or, um, or I don't have it, I can rely on Fred one. Okay, that's, that's guaranteed. But it also is inspiring, right, to guys yeah. to be like, well, you know, when I look back, I, I sent you a text uh, last night. Um, forget about the guys that were on the court, guys who were on the bench, right? Delano and Malachi, I, you know, I kind of, uh, to summarize what I said, I said, I'd be an understudy of Fred in yeah. everything, like how he pays his bills, how he raises his kids, right? Yeah. Like what he, you know, how, what he does is in, in his garage during the yeah. off season, right? Like yeah. every aspect, because there is something about this guy's DNA <laughs> that is, in, should be infectious to young players. Um, yeah. And, and in order for them to attain any level of greatness. I mean, and again, it's not just on the court, man. It's also off the court. We know what he does in terms of his philanthropic ventures, his entrepreneurial projects. Um, he's a family man and he's quite um, uh, uh, present and public about that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There was a running joke last night on Raptors Republic that, you know, after, you know, seeing this performance, you know, someone wrote in the chat, uh, did Fred Van Vliet, uh and his wife have another child? Because this guy was just <laughs> out of his mind, right? Um, yeah, if, 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 I, if I'm, if I'm uh, Fred Van Vliet <laughs> and, I, and I see, uh, you know, I, I'm with the starters. Maybe I'm talking to Nick Nurse, right? Maybe I'm talking to consultant Nate Bjorkman, whoever it is that he's talking to, and 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 Malachi Flynn can can take a look, can take notes. Delano Banton can have his journal out and, and talk about the type of guy and the type of uh, mind that Fred Van Vliet has, and, and and these other people who Fred is talking to is like, hey, are, do you want some privacy in this conversation because we're going through some important? Fred Van Vliet is going to say to those guys, and I hope Delano and 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 Malachi. and Malachi know how 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 gracious Fred is. He's going to say to to those coaches, let the boy watch. And this is a moment in their career, like in 2017, 2018, when Kyle did the same. This is a moment in their career where they need to be students of the game. Yeah. They yeah. need to see themselves three or four years in the future yeah. and say, if I learn from this guy, I can be this. That's what you have to do as a young man. It's hard. It's not easy to take yourself out of the moment, but you have to begin to forecast. You have to begin to, to, have a, to be a visionary for your own life. 
And yeah. Fred Van Vliet is yeah. offering this opportunity to them. Um, it's interesting because uh, uh, Fred would also be honest that he's still learning himself, right? He's still conversation he has with Fred, uh, with Kyle Lowry. Um, there's still conversations that he has, at least he and Pascal, that they have with DeMar DeRozan, right? And so that, you know, so the NBA is quite incredible in this. And I'm sure there, this is the case uh, for sports across the board, but this kind of intergenerational brotherhood, right? Um, I know that there's, you know, trash talking. There's a lot of, you know, um, jockeying for legacy and so on and so forth. But the, the, but the, uh, but the mentorship is so key. Um, and it's so exciting, uh, really, at least for the Toronto Raptors, for us to, you know, uh, to witness someone of his stature. Um, and I'm not talking about hate, but I'm just talking about the legacy that he's going to, that he's building up for himself that goes outside of convention of yeah. the NBA, right? Someone who's gone undrafted, someone who's um, won a championship, who got a vote. Uh, yeah. for finals MVP, uh, right. shout outs to Hoobie Brown, um, <laughs> some, you know, someone who got a max contract. I think this is the highest, uh, at that point that an undrafted player got a, a max contract. Yeah. I think yeah. it was <clears throat> over, uh, it was superseded by, uh, Duncan Robinson this past summer. Um, nevertheless, um, if he gets a nod for the not just NBA All Star and a couple of votes, let's say for All NBA, uh, again both his performance and the team's performance continue in this trajectory, um, especially in terms of the the uh, the Toronto Raptors player development um, yeah. program. Th this yeah. is going it's going to be uh, paradigmatic and like shifting. Bryce, right? Because yeah. um, again, it sets the standard. Him, but also Pascal, right? And and then you have someone like uh, Scotty Barnes coming up to be like, "Hey, we know that you got selected fourth here, but that means absolutely nothing if you're not putting in the work, if you're yeah. not willing to um, understand your role on the team and sacrifice and and prioritize winning." Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and also set a vision, like you mentioned, set a vision for yourself. It's not about yeah. just what your statistical output is during your rookie season. Right. It's not right. about getting invited to the, you know, uh, to the clubs um, during All Star Weekend and 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 you uh, bragging about what you how you've performed thus far amongst your rookie peers. It's about where you want to be in five years, man. Where That's do you right. want to be in 10 years? What do you want to build? What type of legacy you want to leave in the NBA? Right? Yeah. Um, it's so fragile. Careers are so fragile, so fickle yeah. even, right? Yeah. And so, um, but, you know, are you going to take advantage of this window right now? And so, yeah, um, so, yeah we mentioned Delano and Malachi just because of their, uh, their learning, <clears throat> the, the point guard position. Um, but that also goes to Scotty. That also goes to Precious Achua. Right, For like sure. it, 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 it goes to David David Johnson. Um, it goes to uh, Justin Champagne. Right, like 
hey guys, this is, you know, it's, it's not just clapping hands and, and, and pounding uh, and, 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 and celebrating. It's, hey, hey he's, he wasn't that far from where you were, right? He was putting right. in the hours in the G League several years ago, right? Yeah. And so um, take note and, um, and of, of course, circumstances are always different. Variables are always shifting. Um, but take note, man. Take heed. So if it's not here with the Toronto Raptors, maybe it's in your next stop. But but take advantage of this opportunity in your close proximity with Fred Van Vliet uh, because um, I'm not even a pro athlete, Bryce, and I'm taking notes on what this guy is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm reevaluating what I'm doing. Definitely. Like I'm not talking about existential crises here, but I am saying right. I'm taking notes because I'm like, hey, yeah. maybe I need to you know, um, do such and such in my private life in order for me yeah. to achieve a level, a level of uh, re- relative greatness, right? In what I can achieve here in my life. Goodness gracious, now I'm going yeah. down the Now I'm reading you my journal entries, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can we myth bust for just a second? Okay, can, can, we, can we myth bust? Fred Van Vliet yesterday uh, had 37 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds with two turnovers, two, only two turnovers for all the things this guy did, all the things this man did uh, last night, 37, 10 and 10 with two turnovers. Can we myth bust for a second? Has Fred Van Vliet ever scored 30 plus points or scored more than 37 points against a team with, with their full roster? Has that ever happened? Can we just myth bust for a second? with or without their full roster with their full roster has he ever done something like that scored 37 points <laughs> of course he has okay. of course he has. okay you had mentioned earlier the 54 point game against the orlando magic last time i checked the orlando magic had their full roster before they traded vooch before they traded aaron gordon uh dj augustine and the like okay so we know that has he ever scored 30 plus points against a full roster with a full stadium on the road? Cause people are asking these questions on Twitter. Like, Absolutely. Oh yeah. Has he ever, have he ever done this against a real team? Okay. Let's, let's take a look because these people obviously are from out of town. These people are not Raptors fans. So let's just myth bust for a second. H- has he ever scored 30 plus points in somebody else's building with a full crowd? Do you remember a game like that? Yes. Against the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep. Uh, the, the, the Cajonas game. Yep. Um, you know. So, okay. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Has he ever gone into somebody else's gym this season? I'm not even talking about seasons in the past now. Has he ever gone to somebody else's and taken over a game and win it? Has that ever happened this season? Absolutely. Outside of that Philly game even. Absolutely. Yeah. Against the Washington Wizards. Oh, wait, they have an all-star Bradley Beal on their team. Oh, they have Spencer Dinwiddie on their team. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he had 32 points in that game. He absolutely took over the ball game, and, and they won that game by six. Uh, um, did, did we, uh, was there a game on the road in Madison Square Garden where, you know, he? this is the early days when – when the New York Knicks bing bong were, yeah. uh, were, you know, were running wild, right? And, and right. Was, the New York Knicks were having momentum and, um, 
and we went into that gym and he and he did his thing I, I, um, as, a, as a good surgeon would do right just just carving out the other the other uh, the other opponent um, I, absolutely I, I think it's I don't think you watch enough basketball like period. Right. If you yeah. draw to those conclusions, which is fine, because yeah. that's not who I'm arguing with. That's not who I'm arguing. Right. With. Um, yeah. I'm arguing with individuals like um, I, I won't brag, but who at least intellectually, uh, it's it's the Blake Murphys of the world, it's the Zach Lowe's right. of the world, right? Who who do significant research on on their end uh, from a wider range and draw to their conclusions. Now, at the end of the day, I could still argue with them i still feel that the, you know i've done I, I know the game just as well nevertheless uh, zach lowe is actually on our side man right he recorded uh, this past monday um it was chris hearing uh, who writes for the spn uh, they were just going down uh the rankings of of, of uh all-star selections right yeah. and zach lowe said undisputedly van vliet is on the team and let me tell you why yeah. Um, and he broke it down statistically um, and didn't even have to advocate, didn't even have to advocate for uh, for the team's performance, right? Often the case is, well, if the team is doing well, then Van Vliet will really secure a role. He was like, no, no, no. The statistics are actually speak for themselves in terms of his value on the team, which he's then on the same ranking as uh, Nikolai Jokovic. Uh, yep. Jokic, sorry. Right, like we're talking MVP value. Now we know he's not in that conversation, but nevertheless, his impact on the game, and from plus minuses, advanced statistics, in terms of, is is off the charts. That should that should significantly carve out. And so, um, to, to those on Twitter, I mean, it's it's fun and dandy to have an opinion and to to tweet whatever you want to tweet, um, but. Uh, if you, you know, because if, if there's anyone that could go, who could take an adversarial position against Fred, it's, it's us because we've seen enough of him. We, we've, yeah. we've, been, we've even criticized him in his, his underachieving playoff performances, right? Yeah. Um, the Philly series, anyone in 2019, yeah. come on. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then that switch happened, right? In the, in the Milwaukee series. Yeah. Right. And and that to me signified that this guy figured it out. And then he goes into the finals and plays with one of the best players of of his generation, quite clearly, yep. Steph Curry. Um, yep. So there's enough in the archive to dispute any notions that Fred Van Lee is is um, a one hit one hit wonder. No. Um, there's enough in the archives to suggest that he's one of the best players in this league. Hard yeah. stop, right? And it's um, it's exciting. It, it really it is, is, man. It really it is. is. Um, now, Fred is uh, in the All Star conversation. Obviously, we've already put the votes out. We were voting for him last year before COVID hit the team hard and knocked out all our starters when we were 17 and 17 uh, last February. Um, but I I've been looking at stats because I'm curious, you know, of the guys that Fred's fighting uh, against to get into the All Star game. Um, where does he rank 
among those guys. So I'm looking at Darius Garland, young guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland has had a great start. I would say that the Raptors uh, had muffed up, had, had, had fumbled some games, including the game at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, but Cleveland's ahead of them in, in, in the in the standing still. Right now it's close, but it's still uh, uh, ahead of them. So that's a guy, Darius Garland. I've looked at LaMelo Ball, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. having another stellar season. Um, a guy that I think Delano Banton can, can you know, look at, at kind of getting his game closer to, especially with that outside shot. But regardless, LaMelo Ball is another guy that, Fred Van Vliet is compared to and, and is competing against for that uh, spot. There, Charlotte is now behind the Raptors in the standings. Yeah. Another guy in, in that uh, position who's not a point guard, a traditional point guard, but still a guard, Bradley Beal. The Washington yeah. Wizards are now behind us, but they're close in the standings. That's another guy who's a guard who, who's going to have a chance at, at the All-Star game. And then uh, finally uh, in that list, you put a guy, you know, you could say like a, a Jalen Brown, perhaps, uh, is not having the best season, but the Celtics are always in that conversation. I thought Fred actually uh, got robbed a bit last year because they took two Celtics um, and and they didn't really have a great season at all. Even at the time where they were making their selections, Toronto was right there with them. And then, of course, Fred uh, gets COVID uh, and that kind of takes away any opportunity to get in the Ulster game. But again, Jalen Brown would be in that conversation. I'm sure there's other guys that you can mention here, but when I look at each of those guys, I just named, okay, we're not going to get into Kyrie. I think James Harden is a lock personally at, at the all-star game game this season. I think Trey young could be discussed, but I think uh, his numbers and what he's doing for his team, because they're having an, a bad year. Um, you know, maybe a hangover from last year's playoff run. Uh, but when I look at the guys that he's competing against, their stats have some similarities, assists, rebounds, points, all very similar. But there's one stat that stands out to me. And I think you had mentioned another advanced stat where they were comparing Fred Van Vliet to Jokic. And that's what is the team's plus minus when Fred's on the court. Exactly. This was Zach Lowe's point. And what is the plus minus when Fred's off the court? So that's one you can use. A similar one to that is win shares. And this is the one that really stood out to me. Win shares is what is the player's contributions in getting the team the victory? It's, it's a similar stat to that uh, plus minus on off court stuff. Yeah. Um, but win shares is, is something that really stands out. When you look at LaMelo Ball, who, uh, you know, the, the Hornets have a similar re- uh, record to the Raptors. When you look at Bradley Beal, um, when you look even at, at, at a guy like Trey Young, uh, their win shares are lower than Fred Van Vliet's. Another guy who's lower but close to Fred Van Vliet's is Darius Garland, who right now isn't playing with Colin Sexton, his, his backcourt, uh, you know, dynamic mate. guy, yeah. Yeah. mate, backcourt mate. Um, he doesn't even have as many win shares as Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet is doing this uh, at, at a, an incredible level. No one on the team has it. 
no other guard who were comparing him to is close to Fred Van Vliet's win share. The impact he has on getting wins for his team. And if that's not enough for you, because the raw stats aren't doing it, the advanced stats aren't doing it, uh, guess what? We are now the seven seed in the East. And you can't deny Fred Van Vliet because last year, well, they just weren't good enough in the standings. Um, Now they're ahead of of those teams I I mentioned before and are getting close to to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they might even take over the Cleveland Cavaliers. What do you think about the stats conversation? And and are there any other players at guards in the East that you want to compare Fred Van Vliet to and saying, actually, Fred's outpointing him too? Yeah, his his statistical output and one one um, uh, award selection that we didn't mention. I know we mentioned All Star. I know we mentioned all uh, the potentiality of a yeah. all NBA selection. Um, one area we didn't uh, raise was all defense. And, yeah, and and the only player in the Eastern Conference that compares to Fred Van Vliet is Drew Holiday. Uh, Drew Holiday right. being one of the best <laughs> two-way players, and it, and the so if you're not even looking at la- last night's game, then go back to the Milwaukee game because yeah. he performed, he outperformed um, his contemporary Drew Holiday, who is one of the most aggressive, annoying, and par excellent on the ball defenders in the league, Bryce. Um, it's exhausting even just watching him um, right. just hound whoever he's guarding. Um, Zach Lowe mentioned that, you know, Drew, uh, Drew Holiday needs consideration to be an all-star. If Middleton doesn't get the nod, then it's Drew Holiday that gets the nod along with Giannis because the team is, you know, one of the top teams in the league in the East, and therefore they need at least two selections. Um, I'm not even talk about Jalen Brown. I know, I know, uh, no, um, and, and and I know Tatum is going to get the nod because of his um, his reputation uh, league wide, yeah. um, but the, there's no, the only one person is um, is Drew Holiday, Bryce, and I think Fred is going to prove that he is he he is he he's a few notches above Drew Holiday, not just based on player to player comparison, but because of their impact on the actual team. Right. Yeah. And so um, if there is one player that needs to represent the Toronto Raptors in the all-star um, uh, selection, it's Fred. Um, yeah. We talked about leadership by committee. Who's the number one go-to guy on this team. Uh, you can toss a, a coin up in the air on one side, you find Fred on the other it's, it's Pascal, but uh, Fred has been playing 33 games this season thus far, and Pascal has played 23. Pascal is coming into his form, but Fred is just showing that his his imprint on the game is yeah. on both ends. It's everywhere. His his leadership reeks um, greatness, right? Um, and so, uh, and and so, if there's there's a, there's sufficient statistical justification. Um, yeah, which we can go into it ad nauseum, um, but there's folks who pretend to 
right. interpret data and yet still draw to the wrong conclusions. So that means that there's nothing in terms of quote unquote facts that's going to change their mind, right? And so if you then do the naked eye test, what are you looking for, right? Yeah. Um, I'm not in, like, if you want to watch LaMelo ball uh, at an all-star on an all-star weekend and to do the acrobatic passes, sure. But that's not, for the purity of the game, that's not what the selection is all about. The selection is to reward individuals who are deserving of that selection um, in order to solidify their positions of who's the elite of in the game, right? Um, if I wanted to see acrobatic passes, then I would go to um, Rucker Park, right? Like I, I would, yep. Yep. I would sway my attention to that. Um, the Saturday night festivities of dunk contests and three-point shooting, uh, and that kind of ringamarole stunt game that the, the 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 NBA has introduced um, that you pass, you shoot, and all that kind of stuff. But in the game, you, you want the best of the best to congregate and to compete amongst themselves. Yeah. Uh, someone who has put himself not just in the conversation, I, I, I've disliked that term now. He's not in the conversation. He, he's in it, right? Like, you know, having the conversation means it's ongoing and it's floating. No one's saying LeBron James is in the conversation of being an all-star this year. No, it's a fact now, right? Like it's, yeah. it's been a fact for, for a decade plus, 15 years plus. Uh, Fred Van Bleet uh, is an all-star. I, that's where yeah. I'm going to stand. And I'm going to die on this hill. Holler yeah. your boy. Um, yeah. Saving Private Ryan style, right? Like it's, it's, that's, the, that, that's exactly what we need to, you know, and I, and kudos to uh, Matt Devlin, who, you know, who's coining the, the, the nickname Freddie Ulcer, right? right. Um, does it have a, you know, kind of a awkward ring to it? Yeah, sure. But I get what, I get what he's trying to do. He's, he's purposely indoctrinating every listener, the very fact that, Fred Van Bleet is synonymous with NBA All-Star. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, does Little Nas X have an awkward ring to it? Sure. But the guy's, uh, you know, selling platinum records. So exactly. uh, Fred Van Bleet should be also accepted as, as, as a guy who, who has, you know, gone platinum with an, with an All-Star game appearance. Now, uh, I love what you've said about you know, who, who's in the all-star game? Are, are we really having a conversation about whether Fred should be there? And, and Fred is there. Instead of people trying to compare Fred to other people, uh -huh, uh -huh. people should say, can you get in? Because Fred's going to be there. Let's put your stats next to Fred's. Yeah, let's do and, it. If you, and if you also uh, put highlight packages together, don't just show me the offensive end of the court. You've got to show both ends of the court. Is Some of the plays that Fred is making, some of the degree of difficulty uh, of the plays that Fred is making are through the roof. If we saw Spud Webb in the All-Star game, uh, sorry, in the dunk contest in 1986, 
and he does a, a double pump reverse jam. You know, if we're comparing him simply to uh, what Dominique Wilkins does, well, Dominique Wilkins can do a double pump reverse jam. The difference is Dominique Wilkins doesn't have to jump 50 inches to do it. Exactly. Because he's 6'9 versus Spud Webb, who is 5'5 five five or 5'6 five with the shoes on. The degree of difficulty that Fred is doing things with at 5'10, 5'11, uh, with a guy who doesn't have Robert Pack hops, he doesn't have, uh, you know, the speed of, uh, of Gary Payton, let's say, uh, or whoever the fastest guy would be in the league. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he's able to do these things at this high level, and these other guys can't do it. LaMelo Ball, you can't play that hard. Or maybe you just can't think the game through that well. Then you are not on the same level as Fred Van Vliet. And I think that also needs to be considered when you look at stats. Why isn't LaMelo Ball doing some of the things that Fred's doing? Not why isn't Fred doing some of the things that LaMelo Ball is doing? And to flip the script on these guys... You know, Kemba Walker, he made an all-star game two years ago. Uh, Did Kemba Walker do anything near what Fred Van Vliet is doing on the defensive end? Did Kemba Walker carry his team down the stretch of a ball game? Forget the playoffs in the regular season. No, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum especially were carrying those clutch points minutes. It wasn't Kemba Walker. He was the second or third option. Fred Van Vliet is not just the first option shooting. He's the first option playmaking, and he's also doing the defensive end. So, yeah, we can compare Kemba Walker, who didn't do it on the defensive end. Yeah, we can compare him to Drew Holiday. He didn't do it on the offensive end. Fred Van Vliet, I'm telling you, Fred Van Vliet is a recipe. Fred Van Vliet is the prototype Mm. for Mm. any young player to watch whether they're in the NBA or not. And to not be a lock in the All-Star game, I think is, is, as Stephen A would say, blasphemous at this point in the season. Um, I echo, I echo. Um, and it, uh, it, it's going to, you know, I am going to speak as if things are. That's a very interesting yeah quote that you're familiar with and so i am <laughs> going to speak as if fred is an all-star okay declaring declaring exactly <laughs> exactly uh, declaring that victory um <laughs> i'm going to also um now kind of shift and yeah um suggest and, and you know if i forgot to mention there is garland who's doing some incredible stuff and yep. he has several years of um, opportune years to be an all-star selection. So I do want to suggest that because I think he is making efforts on both ends of the court. Yeah, despite, definitely, definitely. Uh, despite the depleted roster, losing Sexton as well as Rico Rubio. And um, and uh, he's really uh, taking that, he along with Jared Allen are taking that team to the next level. But I, at the end of the day, I think Jared Allen is going to get the nod and not Darius Garland. Oh, interesting, um, which I interesting. Think many, yeah, many analysts have already suggested. And kudos to Jared Allen because 
Uh, no one thought he could take his level to the he could take this this jump. Um, but and in terms of Fred, but, but let's look at the in terms of the team now, right, Bryce? Uh, you know, anyone that tells me, well, you know, we're we're winning games against uh, yeah. teams yeah. without their full roster. Well, first of all, we didn't have a full roster for several weeks uh, in the earlier part of the yep. season and teams did not have any mercy. Uh, we also yep. lost, we also gave away games um, yes. earlier in the season. Okay. See anybody at home. Yep. Goodness gracious. Um, you already mentioned the Cleveland Cavaliers game that thank you refs. Uh, yep. You, you, ha- you helped sprinkle your evil dust um, <laughs> on our, in, in the standings and the advantage of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um can we we're we're seven and i think we're flirting with six i think can we can we go back and forth with a remainder of the 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 first you know maybe two-thirds of the season could we potentially squeeze into top five um i'm looking at the standings um with our full roster gelling and coming into their own um do you think we can squeeze into that top five? And I let me just run down the teams that are in that top five. Number one is still the Chicago Bulls. Number two is Brooklyn Nets. Three is Milwaukee Bucks. Four, Miami Heat. Five, Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Um have I thought about this uh, more than sometimes uh, what I need to make uh, my family for dinner? Uh, possibly. Possibly I have. Um, I, I believe that there are four teams that are set in the top five in the East. Uh, Chicago, I think, is playing at at least a regular season level that is too high for us to catch. I think Brooklyn just has too much talent and will continue to solidify their themselves likely in the top three uh, as Kyrie gets more games in. They just have too much talent, too much uh, veteran play. And uh, they're, they're developing their young guys. They're giving their young guys confidence who are our rookies or second year guys. I think the bucks are champs and they're playing with that pedigree. They're playing uh, with, with that, uh, belief uh, that we saw them play with last year. They've been in the top two, three teams in the East uh, over now the, the last four seasons. I think they're a top four team. I think the Miami Heat, uh, both with their roster, uh, with um, uh, their coaching, and with you know doing some uh, – coastal elite type stuff like having Drogic uh, play in their mob front uh, stadium uh, or practice facility. Um, I I think they're in the top four. They just got too many guys, too many minds, too much talent. Mm -hmm. And again, they develop, they develop guys like Strauss uh, too well. Um, So then it comes down to one team. And that one team is the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, yeah. if you want to talk about what the rap and poo-poo that Fred Van Vliet was playing against top thousand guys instead of top 500 guys because they had a bunch of G-leaguers on their team, may I remind you 
that the Philadelphia 76ers came into uh, a lower capacity, a limited capacity Toronto stadium, having just got back from protocols, two guys uh, out of their top eight in Pascal Siakam and Gary Trent Jr., who were asked to play 40 minutes that game. Philadelphia won by the skin of their teeth, by, the, by their nose hairs, they beat us 114, 109. Um, the Philadelphia seven, and they had a full, almost a full team uh, out there. The Philadelphia 76ers, I think, are the team that is most in question, whether they're, whether they're in the top five or whether they're frauds. Joel Embiid, is, his body is too inconsistent. His mind, his intensity, his focus is too inconsistent uh, to just say they're a lock in that top five. Also, they've done nothing with Ben Simmons. They could have had C.J. McCollum at this point. Uh, they, they could have had, uh, you know, Darren Fox at this point. There's all kinds of players that they could have traded for to make their team better. And Daryl Morley, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm a fan, to be honest. Um, I'm certainly not a fan of Doc Rivers. As a human, yes. As a leader within the NBA community, yes. As a coach who's strategic and, and can make great decisions in a series and in a game, no. Doc Rivers, I am not a fan of his coaching ability. Um, but this, because of that, sorry, the, the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, they are the team in question. And I, I think we could catch them. Now, have we had a lighter schedule? Yes. Will it get more difficult over the course of the next 10 to 12 games? Yes. So that will be a litmus test for us. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's possible that we could catch uh, the Philadelphia 76ers should they not uh, make a move with Ben Simmons for a, a fringe all-star player like a CJ McCollum. I think that's the team. Now, if I would, I put money down on it, knowing that the Philadelphia 76ers just won six games in a row. I probably wouldn't because I think there's too many, too many variables out there. And I think Joel Embiid is, is a stud. Uh, Seth Curry's having a better year than I expected him to have. Maybe he expected him to have. Um, but I would say that the sixth spot is a, is a very attainable goal and, a, and something we have to focus on. Yeah. If Philadelphia slips up, then fine. But I, I think that we're the sixth seed. But Philly's the team I think that we could catch. What do you think? Uh, let, let me put on my fantastical cap on. Uh, <laughs> if, we, if we solidify the fifth seed, regardless of how the Philadelphia 76ers organization is ran, um, yeah. and they underachieve like every other year uh, yeah. prior, uh, we'd be entertaining. And if the standings stay the same in that top four, we'd be entertaining a first round uh, playoff series with the Miami Heat. And yeah. so you would have then Fred Van Vliet versus Kyle Lowry, um, student versus teacher, yeah. mentor versus mentee. Um, I, that would, to me, be worth um, um, buying tickets, flying out to Miami right. and right. watching the games. 
watching yeah. the game at a at a pub just just outside of the the arena. That's how good that series yeah. and and the atmosphere it will bring. Um, yeah. Letting two coaches with statistician uh, minds go at it. Um, yeah. And seeing Pascal versus Bam Adebayo, seeing OG go head to head with uh, with uh, Jimmy Butler, um, it and seeing Scotty Barnes, you know, uh, get an opportunity to see what he has to do or he can do essentially in a under the bright lights uh, in his yeah. home state, right, of Florida. Um, so I I would. You know, you know, again, um, if the stars aligned, uh, but you're right. I think um, five would be pushing it slightly because you're competing with uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, pushing it doesn't mean that we can't achieve it. Just means that would probably be our ceiling, right? Um, yeah. But sixth seed is much more attainable, and then it would also uh, solidify our our position in 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 the playoffs rather than actually competing in the play in which is what that seventh seed entertains. So, um, but yeah, you're, the, those top four of Chicago, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and, and hopefully, you know, if Miami loses one of their top two guys or three guys to injury, um, they also could be fragile, yeah. right? Yeah, move down the ranks. Um, and, if a play, and if a trade goes into the advantage of, the 76ers, which at this point, Bryce, I, you're right. It, I don't know how you integrate um, a, a player who is such, who, who plays such a key role um, like a Damian Lillard, right? Or yeah. a Darren Fox. I don't know how you integrate him midway through the season right. um, with the hopes of making a playoff run. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there's yeah. reports that Ben Simmons may just play the rest of his the season with the 76ers. I've yet to see it, right? Yeah. I've yet to. So, uh, and I don't think this roster that they have right now can compete in the playoffs beyond the first round. They can't win a they, – they, I, I doubt that they can win a first-round series with this type of roster. Why? They proved last year, Bryce, that with yeah. a full roster – they, they couldn't even beat the Atlanta Hawks, right? I yeah, with a three-one series lead. Exactly, um, and you're and you're right. I, 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 it's it's also less about the player players on the court. It's also who the personnel is on the sideline. And if he doesn't have bona fide Hall of Famers, Doc Rivers shows his level of fragility. Yeah. Um, and we saw it in the Atlanta, Atlanta series last year, how he got out coached. Um, and surprisingly, like it just astonishing how he got out coached, Bryce. Um, again, not to say I could have done a better job, not to say any couch potato watching the game could do a better job, but amongst his own contemporaries, I think people know Doc Rivers enough that he doesn't do the it, not just in-game, like in-quarter adjustments that I think someone like a Nick Nurse can excel in, right? And so I'm, I'm confident, not just based on um, 
who we have on our roster, but also our coaching staff as they continue to familiarize themselves. Cause we have a couple of new co- assistant coaches, right? Uh, that uh, this is still a new season for them, familiarizing themselves with, uh, with players that, hey, when a push comes to shove, guys, if we're just in that sixth seed and we're, let's say, lining up against the Milwaukee Bucks, bring it on, man. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we love just, to defend that team. Exactly. And there's just something about the Milwaukee Bucks that I don't think our guys will back down, man. There is yeah. something in that history that we feel very confident going into that series. Again. Definitely. Um, Definitely. And hey, and let's just say the Chicago Bulls go down a couple of pegs. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And they go to third. Bring it on. Do you think yeah. do you think we'll be intimidated by a Chicago Bulls team who are third seed and we're a sixth seed? You think we Nick Nurse is will be drooling at what oh, yeah. schemes that he's going to be putting together against that team, you know, and kudos. We, we, you know, how we love DeMar DeRozan, you know, how much um, I appreciate Zach Levine who has excelled in his career. Really proud of him, but this is his first playoffs series, Bryce. Yeah. And we're, and I think Nick Nurse will, will remind him that the, Nick, that the playoffs are, are a different animal, man. So, yeah. um, yeah, 2022 is looking bright for us. And I, and I think, yeah. uh, again, with a full roster, one, but a, a couple of key parts of our, of our rotation um, coming together. And, and I think it's important because I think we've gone on and on and criticizing him for this. But some of the key, you know, key, you know having Ken Birch is important because it puts yeah. less pressure on pressures of Chua. Um, yeah. it, you know, and it also it allows someone like Chris Boucher to finally not have to play a hard-nosed traditional big man role, right? There's a, a bit more fluidity and hybridity to his game um, where he can kind of be more um, uh, used to how he was playing uh, when Kyle Lowry was on the court. And I think finally he's finding his role in the offense, right with pascal being back right where he can just crash the boards he can cut to the basket he can rotate um he doesn't feel like he needs to outperform um as because of you know the contract that he's assumed or because of the new players that are on the court so uh, kudos to chris because he also had a solid not just game last night but he's had solid output in terms of the last series of games so with this rotation coming together, there's one question that I'm probably going to end my tirade on is, <laughs> do, we, do we need to make a trade to add a different piece? Do we need to, to amplify our scoring off the bench or our backup point guard situation? That has been all the talk on Raptors Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we are uh, we are a, a backup point guard away, an anchoring player on that second unit away from really being uh, not just a playoff lock, but uh, a playoff favorite. Should mm. we get into that four or five uh, game, uh, Brunson? 
for Dallas. I do, man. He's he's a he's a Villanova guy. His dad, I watched play uh, when his dad played for Temple. Uh, He kind of looks like Fred Van Vliet. Um, You know, him, Fred, and him, Fred, and Drake could go out for Halloween looking like (laughs) each other. Um, It it would just be, yeah, yeah. It it would be it would be great. there is so much to talk about in respect to who who we trade, who we give up uh, Dragic for. Um, yeah, I, I, there's just it's it's tough to say uh, what we're going to do um, and and who will give away. And I think you're right. Chris Boucher could be packaged. He he's playing consistently uh, again. Um, value. So, yeah. 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 And and you know there's some. Some would say there's some redundancies in Chris Boucher, knowing we have Cam and and Precious. Precious. Although you know what, I, I really appreciate their last four or five games together. Uh, even Chris, before that, he stepped up um, in a, in a number of nights, kept us in that Philly game, uh, the one that we lost by five with only uh, two starters in that in that yeah. ball game. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I do want to mention as well that. OG and Anobi had the quietest 22 points in the NBA this season last night. Mm-hmm. 22 points. I, I, I forgot that he was in the roster, that he was in the lineup because Fred was in the spotlight so much. Um, yeah, this, this is there the is... second game where he's had a 20 plus. Yeah. He had the same type of performance against the Milwaukee Bucks that right. we shouldn't forget that. Again, yeah. Silent assassin, made big shots. Yeah, tight on the defensive rotations in that second half. Um, this, this Bryce, I'd be terrified if I'm facing the Toronto Raptors. Oh in the my gosh! And um, and I don't have my act together, right? Like, you, yeah, the playoffs really separates the 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 pretenders and the real deal. And, yeah, uh, you can't fake you can't fake the funk. You can fake no. the funk during a regular season, right? Yeah. But come the playoffs, you'll be exposed. Uh, yeah. Um, like your pants down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Uh, I'm looking at you, Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, OG and Nobi's like the bassist in a band. Just yep. sitting back, you know, with the sunglasses on, maybe the scarf yeah. on in his case. And, yep. and he's just keeping, keeping those notes, keeping, keeping some rhythm yeah. uh, for – for the team and then, and you don't notice him, but if he's not on the album, then you're like, well, that wasn't the grid album. What happened? Exactly. You know, was it the, was yeah. it the vocals? Was it the drummer, the guitar leads? No, yep. no, you forgot about the bassist. Uh, that's who he is. Just to get back before we call it a pod, cause I realized the time and, and the length here uh, and we'll go on. I'm sure to talk about more of these things, but just to go back to one quick thing that you talked about the, the potential of, a Fred Van Vliet versus Kyle Lowry. How good, how great uh, TV, how amazing would that entertainment be? Especially for, for Canadian viewers. I know we don't get uh, in the ratings in America, but how, how good would that series be? How fun would that be to watch from a purist perspective, from, from this, this, you know, mentor mentee stuff, um, how incredible that would be like Kobe at the all-star game, getting a chance to, to play against MJ. That would, that would be like, uh, you know, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi going against Darth Vader, you know, that kind of stuff. It would be Elijah versus Elisha type stuff, right? <laughs> this is, it would be a, a mentor-mentee battle of biblical proportions. Um, that would be fun. Well, that we'll, we'll talk fun. about this. We'll talk about this um, in a few weeks when the All-Star yeah. uh, game momentum or All-Star weekend momentum begins. But back in 98, the All-Star game, I believe it was in New York. Um, this was Kobe Bryant's second year, and Michael Jordan was was um, was still playing. I, I mean, we're talking; he was still at that elite level. Right? Yeah, uh, he won the chip ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. So, but in that All Star game, Kobe Bryant was put on a show. That was yeah. probably one of my favorite. He and Kevin Garnett put on a show. He's one of my favorite all-star games to watch for sure. Um, live. And the, but the narratives was also just soothing, right? Was 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 um death defying, right? In with the in with the new um are we going, you know, are we going out with the old and MJ? Um and that to me the excitement uh, with that, op- with the opportunity of seeing Fred and Kyle is in a similar type of vein. It's it's the stakes are a bit higher now, right? It's not an all star game, um, yet it, it goes with the same type of narrative. Um, it could, it's just a microcosm of t- Raptorland lore, but yeah, it is Fred, the understudy versus Kyle Lowry, the master, right. the, the you know the the. The, the the greatest rapper of all time yeah right? um that 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 that's significant and um a team that we faced in, in the playoffs in the past as well yeah so um i think there's 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 history there um so i i i uh you know you cross your fingers you hope it could happen if it doesn't you know it doesn't but uh if it does i think it would be great for the NBA. I think it would be great for the roster and experience for this our young core, right? To go against a veteran team like the Miami yep. Heat. Uh, so, um, yeah, man. I think uh, if there's any takeaways thus far, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, man. Okay. And appreciate every minute, second that you see Fred VanVleet perform at this level. Um, yes. Yes. And. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, speaking of uh, the greatest raptor of all time, uh, we got uh, an episode coming up sometime in the next week or so with Courtney Wright, John Corbin, and you and I to talk about the top 10 raptors of all time. Obviously, Kyle Lowry will be in that list. John and Corbin, likely- call me back, man. This guy's so crazy. <laughs> That's so busy, man. Doing doing so many things. The Renaissance man. He's got five kids too, man. Uh, triplets. Incredible. Um, and we'll talk about that on the pod. But uh, I'm sure that we will talk about where Fred Van Vliet might be in that top ten group as well. Oh, come on, uh, man. So 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 folks who are listening, be be ready for that uh, top ten Raptors of all time uh, conversation. That should be a good one. Uh, any last comments 
before uh, before we call it a pod on on Fred Van Vliet? Um, you know, I wanted to be all about Fred today because he deserves it. You know, yeah. um, I don't that you know I shouldn't uh, shouldn't give kudos to the rest of the team. You know, uh, you know, avoid giving kudos to the rest of the team because they're they're deserving. Um, but um, I would, with the only thing about that Miami Heat series and beating them, uh, hopefully, is also slightly, slightly sticking a knife on the side of Goran Dragic, right? Just, just, just a little, yeah. Because yeah. you're like, you know what? Just when we thought that you, um, you know, pulled back from your comments over the summer. And yeah. you just kind of sh- showcase some unprofessionalism. So if yeah. you really want to go and join the Miami Heat, <clears throat> sure, be, you know, go ahead, um, and uh, we'll we'll dust you off in the playoffs. It would make right. it make the, the the season even a little bit more richer for me. But nevertheless, that's part of my slander. Uh, nice. And so, yeah. uh, But I just I did have to get it out of my system. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Frederick. Edmund Van Vliet. Know the name. In know the, the words, game. in the words of Destiny's Child, say his name. It's not just a private place; it's a public place that you can say his name. Say his name, Frederick Edmund Van Vliet. He's our all-star. He's our leader, our captain. Remember that. We'll catch up to you later, post-game versus the New Orleans Pelicans. Zaya Quiano, we'll catch you later. College boy. Peace. Peace.